good communication skills. I said that really weird. You did. I've never heard it put that way before. Skills. That's that's quite. Um, that's with a Z. Yeah, communication <laughs> skills. Society's family unit is in crisis as less and less people are making the commitment of a lifelong partnership together. It has been normalized, encouraged, and easier than ever to just throw in the towel when the going gets tough. With time at a premium, start by spending 20 minutes per week gaining thought-provoking inspiration towards a journey of self-improvement, ultimately improving your marriage, your family, your health, and your home. When you ask your kids what they want to be when they grow up, they typically don't say that they'll want to be married but they can easily recite what they want in terms of a career. What is the state of your marriage? Well, you may not have thought much about it, but what you may not know is that your kids probably have a good idea. Children watch what we do and how we do it. We are passing on valuable lessons to them, and today we are going to cover five things or skills or positive outcomes of modeling your marriage to your kids. One more question. Does your marriage encourage your kids to want to get married? Welcome back to another episode of the Family Order Podcast, and this is part three of our summer series on parenting. This week, Ben and I are celebrating 14 years of marriage, so this topic is very timely. (laughs) We've been together 16 and a half years, married for 14, and then obviously have a nine-year-old and a 15-month-old right now. This episode is titled Modeling Marriage, but it's really about parenting. Here's why. When you treat your spouse well, you are setting a good example for your kids. How you and your partner treat each other day to day will set the baseline for your kids of how they will expect a marriage to work. Kids won't completely emulate everything that you do, but they will internalize some core beliefs on how a somewhat normal marriage operates. And here's just a couple of quick stats. The first great American wave of divorce that began in the 70s has now become as common as a high tide. A recent statistic shows that in the U.S., 43% of first marriages end within 15 years. And according to a 1998 University of Chicago national survey, nuclear families, which are married couples with children, make up only 26% of households, down from 45% in 1972. I wonder what that number is now, though, because that was 1998. That was 20 years ago. I'll have to look that up. You can certainly put on a good front for social media, for your social circle of friends, and even your family. Oddly, couples can even fool themselves and put on a bit of a front to one another when they act like everything is great. In reality, you may be sweeping things under the rug. Well, I think that also speaks to we don't fight in front of the kids. Oh, we, we don't ever fight, so we must be doing great. Yeah, yeah, we just never, we never fight. Like you hear, you hear couples, you hear parents say that type of stuff. That's not always a good thing because if you're not fighting, you may not be dealing with some of your issues. Yeah, we seem to want to prepare our kids for everything else when they grow up, but preparing to be married isn't really a part of that. Mm-hmm. Marriage is one of the most important decisions in your life, if not the most important. A little bit about our experiences in here, too. We certainly are not 
experts on all these subjects. So just a small disclaimer there. But we've been thinking a lot recently about how our kids will remember our marriage and how we treated each other. How will their marriage or their partnerships develop? It's not something that I really think about too much. I, I begin to think more about the man that I want my daughter to marry and the husband or the dad that I want Bray to become. I have to be honest and ask myself, am I that guy? Why or why not? What was our background with observing other adults' marriages as kids? Well, we didn't really have a model that we necessarily followed. We didn't have a blueprint that we looked at and said, yeah, I want, I want my marriage to be like that. Uh, we were growing up trying to be astronauts or scientists or, you know, <laughs> cowboys or cowgirls, whatever, um, athletes, singers, all those types of things, right? A lot of marriages I remember coming up with uh, when I, as I was growing up, I, I don't know. Many of them were, were functional. Many of them, there wasn't a lot of fighting that I saw. You, you'd hear about some things every now and then, but they were pretty functional. I, I think that there was a lack of priority, especially in the marriage itself. Everything mm -hmm. revolved around the kids. I think a lot of marriages that were modeled to me were more of a business transaction like convenience of finances and mm, their co-parents co-parenting roommates yeah, yeah. basically <laughs> exactly and i don't know that that if that was necessarily the case but there definitely wasn't like a love and affection and type of a thing i like you'd almost would rather just like date someone forever <laughs> right because like it's still like the happy lovey dovey honeymoon mm -hmm. phase and it's and it kind of like when you get married it's kind of yeah, I will say there's nothing uh, more awesome than when you're in a store somewhere and an old guy slaps his wife Aww. on the butt or something, or they're holding hands as they walk through the door, and they're probably in their old 80s. Are so and cute. So we want to go through five things or skills or positive outcomes that you can model in your marriage for your kids. The first one is good communication skills. Too many people today grew up without learning how to resolve conflict in a constructive manner. Most people that we've spoken to don't remember their parents ever arguing in a calm, rational way to resolve a conflict. Typically, they either never saw their parents argue or it was a shouting match. Yeah, one or the other. Kids need to see how you navigate a conflict in a positive and productive way as you communicate and come to a resolution. It certainly doesn't mean that they should be around for name-calling or shouting. Certainly nothing physical, either. Children need to see how conflict and emotions are handled, including negotiating, compromising, and even apologizing. Accountability is sometimes lacking in kids and adults, and this is a great tool to pass the knowledge and even emotional skills onto your kids. We go through our schedules and stuff mm -hmm. uh, in front of Cadence. And obviously she's included in a lot of those as well. But she sees Ben and I working as a team. You know, hey, I've got this such and such going on. Do you think you could take this time slot to do blah, 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 blah? Eh, no, I've got a meeting going on. Okay, let me think about this. Maybe I can do this and such. Certainly shows the give and take and the back and forth of needing to work things out. Nobody bulldozes each other. There's not a 
a one-way street. You know, we were able to work on this together and find a solution. What's funny, though, too, before, I mean, several years ago, before we even started really working on our marriage and entering counseling, when we would get into some heated arguments in front of Cadence, Mm -hmm. and she would go, guys. Right. Don't yell at each other. Mm, Yeah. Even (laughs) she was starting to learn emotional intelligence ways to handle your emotions um in in those ways as well because they don't know what the fight's about Mm -hmm. they just remember how it felt Mm -hmm. number two love and affection you certainly don't want to gross your kids out with overt pda but there's nothing wrong with showing them that their parents can display their love and affection for one another a hug a kiss hand holding and other physical affection is totally healthy Kids need to know that it's okay if it's handled appropriately. And I think we can all kind of know and figure out where that line is. (laughs) Be a husband and a wife as much as you are a mom and dad. You want to grow old together, folks, not act old together. You should be just as proud of your marriage and what you are as a husband or wife as much as you are how proud of a dad or a mom you are. And me personally, I want to make sure that chivalry isn't completely dead these days and show our kids how Allie should be respected and supported and uplifted I want Allie to show our kids that she wants me to feel like a man and edify me as well too many people are openly critical of each other in front of their kids and they pick up on that it's the contemptuous you know pushing them away Or, oh, geez, your dad, your mom, they always do this. They always do that. Mm -hmm. You know, that sort of thing. Just complete disrespect. I mean, if I'm standing at the sink doing the dishes or what have you, and you come up and slap my butt, Mm -hmm. and I get, like, ticked off every time you do that. I would never never do that. (laughs) But if you got ticked off. If I got ticked off or something every time you did that. What is that showing your kids? Now, if I came up and really gave it to you hard, I mean, (laughs) you have a right to be a little upset and be like, hey, don't do that. That hurt. But, you know, it's okay to... Or if you wrapped your arms around me and I constantly pushed you off or something. I'm too busy. I'm too tired. Like, what does that show your kids? Mom, you're too tired to be a wife? You know, Mm -hmm. you're too tired to give dad a kiss? Mm-hmm. Another example, which doesn't hasn't happened much in the last fifteen months, um, <laughs> necessarily, but every single morning that you would leave for work, I would give you a kiss goodbye. Um, no, I gave you a kiss goodbye. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and there there were times that we weren't exactly on the same wavelength, and Ben would just leave, and Cadence would notice he would leave and she would ask me mom dad didn't give you a kiss goodbye why or a kiss goodnight when we're saying goodnight to kj the other one's reading we typically give Mm -hmm. um, each other a kiss as well and she didn't say anything at first but she noticed if we didn't give each other a kiss yeah she'd go oh mom's chopped liver even if (laughs) even if it was by accident there were times you know you're rushing out the door you're Mm -hmm. not you're not always thinking clearly like if you're running late or something but you got to remember that i mean there were times i would have to start the truck and then i'd remember i'd jump out and come running up into the house and she'd be giving me this look like yeah you forgot (laughs) (laughs) so kj kind of helps keep us honest too number three alone time 
Children need to see their parents prioritize each other in their marriage. If the parents never make their marriage a priority, kids will believe that everything revolves around them. Kids need to know that their parents made time for each other to have a good time or to work on something. Kids need to learn that it's okay to be apart from their parents and that at the center of many successful families is a successful partnership. Things like an early bedtime so parents can have their space and time not to have little ears around. Mom and dad need playtime to be able to have a full adult conversation. With our kids, it's the only sanity that we get to actually finish a thought or a sentence. Amen to that. (laughs) Showing kids that we need time to have fun and be kid-free is something that you should want them to do once they get their own family. It's good to connect with a person that you're in the trenches with. The relationship or marriage came before the kids in many cases, but still needs to be a priority. Now, we're not saying that you're out every single night on a date night. Our kids go to bed at 8 o'clock in their rooms alone, mm-hmm. and then that starts our time, and then 9 o'clock we make sure that the cadence is asleep, but then we're up till about 10. Mm-hmm. We're working on either this podcast or we've got some stuff to do for work that maybe is dangling out there to finish up because we, we do try to protect our weekends for the most part, but we also uh, will watch a show together mm-hmm. sometimes. And, and Cadence will try to include herself <laughs> yep. in that oh, yeah. over and over and over again. But we constantly tell her, no, <laughs> this is mommy-daddy time. It's a very firm boundary that we mm-hmm. were pretty soft on for a long time. We didn't take that time in the morning or at night for each other. Um, it's just like family dinner time, mm-hmm. sitting down, not being distracted with other things. That's important, but they need to they need to see that that you took that time. And it's not that, that she never gets alone time with us. No, absolutely. Brandon. We have movie night with her as well, but it's showing her that boundary. And then, of <clears throat> course, Ben and I are trying to get better about date nights, um, so that she can see, you know, that we do that. But hey, we're still home most of the time by a certain time, right? You know, so that our our kids see like, oh, mom and dad had a date night, you know, but it's not like they were out partying all night or something. Okay, so number four, sharing responsibilities. KJ asked us last night who makes the most money between us. We explained that while dad does and always has, uh, mom makes really good money as well. Dad is the lead provider, but mom takes the lead on some other roles in the household. This displays for KJ that we can't both be the lead on everything, but rather we must delegate where we can. We both contribute in different ways, and that's why we're a good team. Kids need to see how to run a home and how to ensure that everyone pulls their own weight and works together. We gotta get all the trains to the stations on time. But sometimes we must prioritize, and that means that not everything's going to get done today. That's what priority is. You have to wait till more time presents itself, but you gotta get the big things done. We got to have food in the house. We got to have electricity, yada, yada, yada. Exactly. It doesn't mean that your house is an absolute wreck because you don't have time to fold laundry. Right. But sometimes things just get a little crazy. And if that means that we end up folding laundry or something during our mommy, daddy time, that's just the way that it happens sometimes. And we'll talk while we do that. Exactly. (laughs) So that's okay. Everybody has to pull their own weight. And that's definitely something that we're running into with Cadence. I'm sorry, I cannot be cleaning up your room all the time, which I shouldn't. 
Number five, fun, plain and simple. This tip or skill can be related to all the others. Fun is something that needs to be sprinkled into more of your daily activities and chores, and we're still learning this ourselves. It can be spontaneous or a planned happening. This isn't just for big vacations and expensive outings. This can just be acting like a complete dork when a song comes on the radio or passing on knock-knock jokes, which KJ loves. <laughs> Children need some playtime, and unstructured playtime is a very important part of that. They need to use their imagination and explore their sense of humor. Displaying humor with your partner is definitely helpful for kids to see how in love you truly are and that you aren't all business. We're guilty of that many times ourselves. We're just checking things off the list, going down, boom, boom, boom. Let's get everything done. And we're very guilty of not making sure we're taking the time to make folding laundry fun or cleaning up the dishes or whatever. It can be fun while you do it. We do also have our fair share of dad jokes. And we play board games. We watch funny movies. We roughhouse. And that's something that Braden's starting to really get into, too. But the best times are usually when we cut loose and just act silly with the kids and just crack each other up. I have a hard time doing that. But, for example, when we were at KJ and I went to the grocery store the other night, I was, like, dancing down the grocery store aisle. Because it it was some, like, 90s song that was, like, really funny. And she was saying that she was embarrassed, but at the same time, she was laughing so hard. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and people in the store noticed too and thought it was funny. So, (laughs) and I don't ever do that, but I was in a mood, but (laughs) definitely dads take your daughter on a date and don't forget to have time with them alone to do something fun. Same for the moms out there. Remember you are replaceable at work or in your circle of friends, but you are irreplaceable at home. Marriage is the foundation of a family and families make up communities Our marriage, modeled to our kids, can have a lasting impact for future generations. We just want it to be a positive one. We hope the discussion today makes some of you think about the perception of your marriage on those around you. This week's call to order is to sit down with your kids and ask them questions about their thoughts on aspects of your marriage. Don't get too specific or too personal, but ask them about certain roles each parent has. Ask them what they would do or what is something that they would like to see more of in the family. Most kids don't want expensive toys when they're young. They just want your time. If you're ready for your marriage and family dynamic to thrive and not just survive, all it takes is 20 minutes or less joining us each week. It begins with a journey of self-improvement while you sit in the carpool lane, commute to work, squeeze in a workout, or get halfway through folding that laundry pile. Be sure to check out the blog at thefamilyorder.com and follow us on Facebook at The Family Order. If you're ready to start your journey, be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss new episodes every Monday.